to the Morning Word Podcast. This is your host, Brother David, and I hope you prepared your hearts to hear the Word of God from the man of God right now. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everybody in the podcast land. This is your host, Brother David, alongside Pastor John Matthews. How are we doing, sir? Oh, man. Too blessed to be stressed. Amen. We had an exciting weekend. Uh, we were blessed to have a visitor by the uh, name of Dr. Green. Yeah, Tommy Green. Tommy Green. And, and he came and blessed us with some powerful uh, insight and word from, from heaven. Ooh. And uh, definitely was encouraging and, and, and very um, uh, directive, you know, giving us direction on, on where we need to continue, what we need to do for going forward, what areas to look out for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just just magnificent word uh, past, what was it, Saturday evening, Sunday morning, morning word, doing mm-hmm. the morning word, and then our normal service at uh, 1030 today. Awesome, great man of God, great leader. Uh, he's a state leader uh, of uh, 3,600 churches and just doing a phenomenal, real visionary, uh, but uh, just such a wonderful word he, he, he brought specifically to encourage us. It's just good uh, to uh, be graced uh, that God will send people uh, in your midst to, to be such a blessing. Amen, amen. It's definitely a blessing to have him here. Uh, but we want to get into this word. We're continuing with the uh, leadership lessons on the life of David. Mm-hmm. Uh, today we're doing uh, part six. Um, and the title of that is going to be The Deceitfulness of Bad Success. Amen. The Deceitfulness of Bad Success. Mm-hmm. So let's look to heaven real quick. Father, we come to you again, uh, giving you honor and praise and thanks, Lord, for for making this just a wonderful day, Lord, and in and filling our hearts with such great word and uh, being that that presence for us when we need you, uh, giving us uh, the opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth and and just just continuing to uh, pour into us uh, the, the wisdom and the knowledge that we need to operate in, in daily life. Father, uh, your grace is so wonderful. We thank you. Uh, for the lessons, Lord, we thank you for uh, how you kept us on this day uh, so that we can be a blessing not only uh, to ourselves but to others and share the blessing, Father. We want to bring forth the word of God to everybody uh, so that they can be blessed as well. We thank you right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, I want to I wanna put this message in context. Yes. Uh, so... The best way to do that is, uh, hmm. let's look at Joshua 1 8. Let's start there before, and then we'll work our way back to David. In Joshua 1 8, it says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful. To do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way pro- you'll make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Good success. 
So, so you can have success that's not good. Um, let me give you that as a as a gentleman uh, by the name of uh, Alphonse Gabriel Capone, uh, uh, known as uh, we know him as Al Capone, or uh, his nickname was Scarface. Um, he was a gangster. If you read Wikipedia, it says that he was a gangster and a businessman uh, who attained uh, attained notoriety during the Prohibition era. Uh, he was co-founder and boss of the Chicago Outfit, and uh, he had a uh, seven-year reign, uh, you know, as the boss. And uh, of course, he went to prison at thirty-three, and uh, you know. Became very sick, got out, uh, and uh, was affected to the death with with syphilis. Uh. But uh, Alphonse Capone, when it comes to the crime world, was a very successful man. Uh, you know, running drugs, etc. Uh, during his during the Prohibition area. And then he was into, you know, gambling, racketeering. He was into all kinds of stuff. And this guy literally was making absolute uh, millions. Um, and the crazy part is he had so much money that he was uh, buying off the government. And uh, so he was financing campaigns and, you know, he just had a, uh, and and the, what brought him, what made people turn against him was uh, in 1929, the, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, where he just, you know, had a whole bunch of people with a rob against, just had them all just brutally murdered. And, and when people saw all of those pictures of, of how brutal this man was, then all the money that he was paying folk off with, it's like, you know. Didn't have the same weight. Yeah, yeah. This this is not good. Uh so they so that's when they turned against him and they actually sought to, to prosecute him and but he still had so many people pay it off they had to get him on income tax evasion. <laughs> so it's kinda crazy. If you uh if you ever watch the movies The Untouchables. Yes. It's kind of based on, you know, a loose um, version of what happened with Capone. Yes. Yeah. So very successful, uh, but, and, you know, good leader, et cetera. But all, all that he was doing was bad. Uh. But sometimes you can do bad stuff and you can, you know, have success doing bad. And, and it makes you think that, you know, you can continue to do bad. And the sad part is, David, that there are a lot of good people uh, that have some instances of success in a bad way, and and you open a door for the enemy to continue to encourage you, and uh, in, in sometimes the yeah, it, it, it'll help. Uh, the enemy will help solidify in your mind, yeah, that what you're doing is correct. Unfortunately. And and then it's you know it, it it gets to the point where it takes something very tragic to happen mm -hmm. within within you personally to possibly realize that what I was doing was doing the wrong thing. 
Yeah. Regardless of my success that I had in it. And each and every one of us have a tendency to get into doing, you know, uh, things that really are bad. Uh-huh. You know, we, 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 our sinful nature. I don't care who you are, but, but, uh, if you do things, if, that are sinful in order to get over, get by, survive, et cetera. It just opens the door that, that you, you every now and then you'll tip over into your sin basket and, and grab something out of it. Yeah. In, in essence, you're, you're going out, you're being the farmer, but now you're sowing bad seeds. Yeah. And then the problem with that is eventually those fruit, seeds grow. True. <laughs> You know, I got away with this. I got away with that. Well, instead of God, I did this and made this work. Instead of praying about it, I did this, and you know, and eventually, the the bad success will deceive you into thinking that you can keep getting away with some stuff. And some things, it'll it'll, it'll just cause you a problem, and so you. You have to learn not not to trust in in sinful ways, and it, and it's not just that. It's anything. So you know, and I know this may sound a little rough, but anything outside of the will of God is a sinful way. Correct. And uh, and that's a hard pill to swallow sometimes because in our mind, uh, what we've learned from culture, what we learn from family or whatever, uh, that that this might be the right thing. You know, this is the thing to do. Um, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, growing up, you know, the culture says, you you know, you go to school, you do this. You know, when you get ready to graduate, you go to college, get an education, you know, you get a job. And all that sounds great and, and, and looks good. But is that what is that what God wants in yes. your life? Yes. Is that, you know, have you consulted or sought God or are you? Uh, just following the pattern and behavior of what culture has dictated to you, and, and you know, even even in doing that, mm-hmm. uh, uh, let me let me let me use an example about college. Okay, growing up uh, when I was a kid, uh, I used to read the newspapers, etc. Uh, but but I started getting into sports, and I actually start watching. You know, uh, first it was the Celtics. And the NBA, and then the Colts, uh, Baltimore. You know, I was a big Johnny Unitas fan. <laughs> uh, NBA, I was a big Bill Russell fan. But when it came down to uh, college football, I was a true blue, 500% orange and blue Florida Gators fan. I love the Gators. And, you know, I, probably and it's, the crazy part is more than the players, I love Coach Ray Graves. You know, I mean, he was inspiration to me. And and uh, so I was just, you know, I was just uh, really, really keeping track of everything dealing with college football. And, of course, the Gators' arch enemy was Florida State. You know, so uh, Bill Peterson and, and – uh, all these people in Tallahassee, you know, they were just scum. But when uh, I was in the cafeteria one day, my senior year, and the guidance counselor came through, and he's like, uh, Matthews, where are you going? Where are you going to college next year? I said, I don't know. 
He said, well, wherever you applied to, uh, nowhere. He said, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up right now. Come to my office. So I came to my office, and uh, this cat pulls up this, this big book and hands it to me and say, now, you know, here's a bunch of colleges. You need to pick some somewhere you, you need to apply to to go. So at that time, you know, I was not living the best lifestyle. So the first place I wanted to go was NYU. You know, because it was, you know, it's in in New York, it's on Manhattan. I thought that uh-huh. Manhattan was could keep up with me. You know, a twenty four hour city. So, you know, I need to, yeah, I need to be in New York. You know, uh-huh. I'd uh, watched too many black exploitation movies, and uh, you know, kind of living the gangster life, quote unquote. To, so yeah, I, I need to go and and uh, be the next chef or Superfly. So you know, I'm just I'm, seriously, I was messed up in the head. And uh, so, uh, but then I applied to to Florida, and I applied to Florida State, and uh, I applied to Tuskegee. I can't remember why I applied to Tuskegee. I think because of, uh, I can't remember the guy that made the peanut butter. I think it might have been something to do with him. Carver? Yeah, yeah, that I read some book, and he had, you know, so... So I applied to all of these schools. Uh-huh. The interesting thing was, uh, and eventually I got accepted at everywhere I applied. Amen. But the interesting thing was the first school to accept me was Florida State. It's like, oh no, it, you know. But then, but then, uh, one of my best friends at the time, he got accepted to Florida State as well, and he and I had been going to school together since second grade. Uh-huh. So it's like, hey man, let's go to Tallahassee, and uh, you know we could be roommates together, and you know it be, you know. So I said, yeah, okay, that sounds cool. So I sent him my paperwork, you know, for housing and the whole nine yards, right? And 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 within a day or two after I made the commitment to go to Florida State and sending my paperwork for the housing for doing all of that, my uh, acceptance from Florida came. And then my acceptance from Tuskegee came and, and on and on. So, uh, but Tallahassee is where God wanted me to go. You know, I, I just the co you know, it seems like coincidence, but God orchestrated that to get me there. Uh-huh. And I remember the Saturday that I got there and uh, unloaded the truck and. You went downstairs to just hang out in spider land, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you if you get yeah, that's uh, from a uh, a from a fleshly standpoint. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> and but 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 uh, I was I never will forget this. I was downstairs and uh, in the lobby, and they had concession stand, you know. Uh, Machines, they had concession machines, mm-hmm. bending machines, rather. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember this one young lady that popped off the elevator and went over to the, the vending machine. I can tell you what she had on. You know, I think, you know, she had on these, it was gray pants with like a red kind of square thing with the stripe thing going on, uh, white top. and But she had the prettiest. Just wavy 
black hair. And uh, she was just good looking, period. Uh-huh. Caught my attention. Well, several people caught my attention, but she caught my attention. And, uh, and she was a friendly person, just smile. It's like, but that stuck with me. And uh, so, of course, I'm spying the land, so I saw dozens of people that day. But that one person on that day, that Saturday afternoon, stuck. And uh, so we were living in a co-ed dorm. The guys were on floors one through four. Uh, the girls were on five through ten. And uh, in the course of time, I discovered that she was living, I think, on the sixth floor at that time. And the reason being is my 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 uh, my roommate he he built a relationship with this guy named uh, uh, Vince, and him and Vince they be up just walking around on the girls' dorm floors, you know, just just you know meeting people, so they knew everybody, uh-huh. and uh, so they came. They would tell me about you know their reconnaissance and and all of this. And then uh, they mentioned this girl. You know, it's like, man, that girl got a name you'll never forget, you know, because her name is the same as the name of her high school and the same as the name of the city and the same as the name of the street she live on, you know, and her, her dad's a, a deputy sheriff with the name of the county and the county has her same name. <laughs> she was born in a hospital that has her same name. You wow. know, so, yeah, it's kind of crazy. So all that stuck with me. But but to move this along, I ended up in a music class with that same young lady, uh-huh. and just trying to talk to her about you know again uh, spying the land at a bus stop one day. She she had that same pretty smile and was listening or whatever and you know I was and. Uh, I gave her space to talk because I was trying to get the phone number. And she asked me, do you know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior? Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> I messed up now. I run into a Jehovah Witness. You know, I didn't even see that coming, right? <laughs> but that young lady shared the gospel with me and eventually invited me to a Bible study that she was attending. And my my second visit to the Bible study, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Amen. She was in Tallahassee. She wasn't in Gainesville. She wasn't in Tuskegee. She wasn't in Manhattan. Right? Uh-huh. You know, so uh, I, I was in the right place at the right time because that's what God wanted. Uh-huh. And I say all that to say this. When you make mistakes or when you make decisions, you know, a lot of times uh, having success in bad ways will cause you to make the wrong decisions again and again and again. And it'll pull you away from what God really has for you. Uh-huh. And, and, and and I wouldn't, and who knows, I may, uh, God may have found another way to, to get me into the kingdom another way to, for me to be saved but that young lady not only helped me to come to christ she's my wife now for 30 something years Amen. you know so um it's, it's 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 a beautiful thing 
to to see the plan of God come in your life, but quite often it's repeated um, sinful practice or having bad success, and then you try something again uh-huh. because it worked the first time. Those are the kind of things that the enemy is deceit. The deceitfulness of bad success. The enemy will use your having success at at bad decisions, you know, or, or bad acts or, or bad statements, you know. But just success doing bad things or sinful things, or, and then and then you don't even realize it's a setup. Uh-huh. You know, because you'll have success doing a couple of things bad, and then all of a sudden you'll try it again, and it won't work. But it's been a setup all the time. He's getting you used to 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 trusting in yourself. He's getting you used to uh, using sinful ways, and he's getting you used to that. So eventually, he's gonna. You know, that those are all bait. The success uh-huh. at doing it things in a sinful way—it's all bait. It becomes habitual and then becomes a lifestyle. Yeah, and then and then it's it's just moving. And see, here's what Satan does: he knows it's going to take five years sometimes before he can really make this work. You know, he knows he's got the you know to get you going. Uh-huh. It reminds me of an old movie called The Sting. You know, they had to show this man that, you know, they had an inside operation to to beat the ponies, the you know, the win horse strike, uh the the win bets on horse strike horse strike racing. And so they let him win fate on the you know, and and for a couple of times and then he but now nah, man, we need to make the big money. And so when he came in with the big money to place the bet, they had a fake robbery. <laughs> Which was a real robbery, <clears throat> you know. But they had set him up to come there with all this money to 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 get over on the system with horse track horse track racing. But the whole thing, the whole time, was about getting him to come and to bring the money so they could do a fake robbery and steal the money. Uh. You know, that's the kind of plot and plan, the deceitfulness of bad success. You know, um, I I remember. Uh, once sharing a message in late August, I think it was, and I was encouraging uh, mothers, uh, single mothers, don't, don't, don't let the enemy trick you into uh, having quote unquote sugar daddies. You know, uh, the, some young ladies had boyfriends because the the. the the guy had means and they were single moms. So the money that he would bring to the table, uh, they could use that. And so, uh, I was talking about how, you know, you, you trying to stay in the relationship to after he buy the school clothes for the kid. Uh, it's no, it's no different than a prostitute. That's, that's what I actually said. <laughs> that's exactly what I said that day. Yeah. And that was like, everybody went, Oh, you know that was just <laughs> gasp in the room. You know, you know it's like, can you believe he actually said that? Yeah, and uh, but that's what I heard the Lord leading me to say, and so that's what I did. Uh-huh. You know, and often I, you know, and a mother came to me, 
in tears. Thank you. I needed encouragement. She'd come out of a bad marriage and she was trying to be a single parent raising her son and she was in a tough spot trying to keep clothes and food on a growing boy and then a growing boy. And she had this situation with, you know, a guy that had means and but he was asking her to do some more, uh, you know, some more than just pray and be Christian. He was asking her to uh-huh. uh, actually give up her body and, and lower her standards. This gave her encouragement. And uh, she trusted God and God took care of things and uh, he, he made it through college and the whole nine yards. So, but, you know, there are several, several people that, you know, they heard that and still and did what they wanted to do. So, but they, if they've had success in that, then they tend to, you know, well, hey, I can, I know this will work. Uh-huh. And like I said, but, but when you look at it, you know, they, oh yeah, I just, I mean, God knows my heart, but you know, you know, maybe this is, no, he, God is never using sin to be, you know, to be a blessing to you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sell your body to your boyfriend, basically. To get your kids school clothes in a backpack And uh, you know I'll find a better way next time But this is your way this time No No So we have to be careful Whether it's lying or Matter of fact uh, This is a good time to the mm-hmm. segue in, uh, Verse 1 in chapter 21 David's running first from Samuel, First yes. Samuel uh, 21 David's running from Saul right Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he basically left with the clothes on his back. Then David came to Dob to Amalek the priest, and Amalek came to meet David, trembling, and said to him, "Why are you alone, and no one with you?" And David said to Amalek the priest, "The king has charged me with a matter, and said to me, Let no one know anything of the matter about which I send you, and with which I have charged you." I have made an appointment with the young men for such and such a, a place. Now then, what do you have on hand? Give me five loaves of bread or whatever is here. He's lying. And he's lying. Uh, he's in, 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 the, in the temple lying to the priest. He's lying. You know, but he's, he's trying to save his life, but he's using evil means to do so. So Amalek says uh, to David, I have no common bread on hand, but there's holy bread if the young men have kept themselves from women. And David answered the priest, truly women have kept from, uh, have been kept from us as, as always when I go on an expedition. Lying again. The vessels of the young men are holy even when it is an ordinary journey. How much more today uh, will their vessels be holy because they're on a journey for the king? Just taking the lie to, to the extreme. So the priest gave him the holy bread, for there was no bread there but the bread of the presence, which is removed from, the, from before the Lord to be replaced by hot bread on the day it is taken away. Now a certain man of the servants of Saul was there that day, detained before the Lord. His name was Doeg, the Edomite, the chief of Saul's herdmen. And uh, 
And then and then David said to Amalek, Then have you not here a spear or a sword at hand? For I have brought neither my sword nor my weapons, because the king's business required haste. Lying again. And the priest said, The sword of Goliath, the Philistine, whom you struck down in the valley of Elah, behold, it is here wrapped in a, in a cloth behind the ephod. And if you will take that, take it, for there is none but that here. And David said, There is none like that. Give it to me. And David rose and fled that day from Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gag. And the servants of Achish said to him, Is not this David the king of, of the land? Yeah. Did, did they not sing to, to one another of, of him in dances? Saul struck down his thousands and David his ten thousands. And David took these words to heart and was much afraid of Achish, the king of Gag. So he changed his behavior before them and pretended deception to be insane in their hands and, and made marks on the door of the gate and let his spittle run down his beard. Then Achish said to his servant, Behold, you see this man is mad. Why, why uh, then have you brought him to, to me? Do, do I like, like mad men? Do I need some more mad men around him that you have brought this fellow to feature uh, to excuse me, to behave as a madman in my presence. Said this fellow come into my house, get rid of him. You know, so David departed. Oh. You, know, you know, I was just gonna say when you don't, when you d don't depend on God and trust in God, you end up doing foolish things and looking like a fool. Correct. That's my point. That's what God wants 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 to get across today. When you out there using evil and sinful means in order to, to make things, quote unquote, work in life, when you look back on that, that was just some, you do some of the dumbest stuff, some of the most embarrassing things, some of the, the so, some things that are so foolish. Not only that, he took advantage of the influence that God gave him mm -hmm. to his benefit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to remember a scripture uh, where it talks about uh, the cloak, um, and it's not coming to me right now, but um, we have to be careful when God blesses us uh, to have influence with so many people, you know, that our name gets spread out and good things and said that we try to use that, a cloak of deceitfulness. Yes. Um, and we try to use that influence that we that god has blessed us with to our benefit for our own foolishness yes and that's what was happening here and we see david uh lying to the man of god and then lying to his enemies just yeah just, the lying and deceiving doesn't matter who it is yeah you know you you begin to uh just put yourself in a corner where you know, and this is where the, the old saying, you know, one lie leads to another. That's and, my point. And then it just, before you know, you're Yeah, you're you had success with that lie. You had success with that sin. So, well, you know, God, you know, I, I need to do this. No, you don't. You know, but uh, when you come to that situation again, the, the quick, easy way, the quick, easy way, you, you do it again and again and again, but eventually... Sin will catch up with you. There's a price to pay. Uh, and, and sometimes the price you pay for, for building up confidence in sin can be deadly. Mm -hmm. 
and you'll see later on, you know, and it was not just not just deadly uh, for him, but when when uh, when Do Doeg the Edomite went back and told Saul what happened, uh, it cost Ahimelech. And I know David wasn't planning on somebody getting hurt or a priest dying because you you deceived him. Uh-huh. He wasn't he you know he wasn't looking for for those kind of things to happen. But when you trust in in sinful stuff, you know the devil uses it and, and brings about collateral damage. It shouldn't be that way. Yeah, the Bible clearly lets us know that there's a way that seemeth right unto the man, but the end thereof. Yeah, is and, death. and and here's a good part: he went to the right place, mm-hmm. but he but he went to the right place and did the wrong thing. Went to the house, God went to man of God with the wrong motives. With the wrong motives, and then uh, because of his presence and reputation, uh, the priest let himself get caught up into into fear, and so. I promise you, he he knew something was wrong with David's story. Because remember, he asked the question, "Well, why are you here alone?" And you know, but David gave him that tale, and all of that was wrong. But it, it, you know, eating the holy bread. But he was he was in this instant trusting in deceit in sinful ways, which deceived him. And in the future, he would use uh, sinful ways again. Look, it don't work. You you can't let that happen. It, it it will get people hurt, and eventually it will hurt you. Uh, so, sin is sin may give pleasure. The Bible says for a season. Yes, but it's just not a lifestyle to be lived. It's just not something that that you can you know have a future in. Uh, you, you just can't do it. It yeah. just doesn't work. Yeah, it has a, it has a payment. It wants to get paid. Yes, it, it, there's judgment coming. So, whenever you think that you know you're going to be able to, uh, you know, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this this time. I ain't gonna do this again. No, don't do it the first time. It it is it, there's consequent sin immediately uh, brings about. Uh, consequences, uh, judgment now or in the future. Yeah. And sometimes they, oh, we, oh, I'm sorry, God, I repent, and we think that's just going to wipe out the consequences. No, you know, God, God, of course, God will accept your repentance, but that doesn't mean that you don't uh, have to suffer the consequences. You don't have, no, there's no get, no, no, there's no get out of jail, get out of sin free card. Uh, we just can't can't uh, get caught up into and, you know practicing. I, sin. I, I think that's a bigger thing than most people realize today is that uh, you know we we think we come to God and say, well, you know, Lord, I didn't messed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got this woman pregnant. Uh, she's not married. I'm not married. Uh, Lord, please forgive me. I don't want to. You know, commit fornication anymore. This, that, and the other, and then mm-hmm. that's it. Yep. And not, you know, and as you stated, God will forgive you of your sin. You know, uh, provided that you repent of that thing and not continue to indulge in it. Mm-hmm. But 
Sin says, hey, you know, you did what you did. I need you to pay the price now. Mm-hmm. And you end up paying that price for for all that time. Yeah, but then again, like I'm saying, you, it costs other people. Yes. Um, if, you're, if you go over, David, I'm just kind of skipping ahead a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doeg, the Edomite, went back uh, and told uh, what had happened to, to Saul. And uh, Doeg the Edomite, and this is uh, chapter 22, mm-hmm. verse 9. Then, then answered Doeg the Edomite, which was said over the, uh, the service of Saul, and said, I saw the son of Jesse join, uh, coming to Nob to Ahimelech, the son of Ahai, uh, of Abel. And he required of the Lord for him and gave him victuals and gave him the sword of Goliath, the Philistine. That's not quite happened. But David was there. They did have the conversation. He did give him bread. He did give him the sword. Then the king sent to call Ahimelech the priest, the son of Abel, and all his father's house, the priests that were were in Nob, and they all came. They came all uh, of them to the king. And Saul said, Hear now, thou son of uh, Atob. Actually, and he answered, "Here I am, my lord." And Saul said unto him, "Why have you conspired against me, thou and the son of Jesse, in that thou hast given him bread and a sword, and has inquired of God for him, uh, that he should use uh, against me to to lie in wait uh, as it is this day?" Now, that's not what happened. But David set that up by by deceiving the man. The sad part is, uh, he told Doeg in in verse uh, 15, no, 18, Uh turn thou and fall upon the priest. And Doeg the Edomite turned, and he fell upon the priest and slew on that day four score and five persons. Uh, that did wear the linen ephod. So 85 people died in this collateral damage from David deceiving this man. And it's these kind of things that when David went to build the temple, God is like, nah, innocent blood. Because he did the same kind of thing with... uh, Bathsheba's husband, you know, getting rid of the evidence. So he, he this, this, I'm going to do it God's way, but every now and then, you know, I'm going to use a little sin to, 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 to make this right. And eventually the judgment was that God sent a curse on his family and the sword never left the house. And so his children began to, to rape and kill each other. And then he had to suffer the pain of that. Uh-huh. The using sinful ways, getting success through using sinful ways, eventually it ain't gonna work. Seeing that that, that this is a a, a tactic, uh, a way of, of 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 fixing stuff or making stuff, or whatever, it eventually people get hurt. Judgment comes. It's not good. Don't do it. Don't trust in 
sinful ways to, to find any kind of success in your life, it's, it's going to lead you astray. It's going to cause problems. It's going to bring pain. There will be judgment. Amen. Amen. Well, we thank God for that word today. Um, yeah, and I know it's not a happy word. Uh-huh. But it's a needed word. It's, it's a word that, I'll be honest with you, sometimes we get comfortable or, uh, in our ways and we forget. And, and the enemy tricks us and deceives us into thinking that we're okay. There's some things in our, our lives that God has to expose to help us to get closer to him. Mm-hmm. Because it's about him when it's all said and done. Because we are to be that salt, that light of the world. Yeah. And we got to set that right example. Yeah. So we got to get some things cleared up in our hearts. Yes. Yeah. Don't develop these bad habits. It's, it's just you're going to help the devil in the end. Amen. Amen. So, Pastor, with that, if we go ahead and close this out in prayer, sir. Dear Heavenly Father, give us a love for truth. Put it in our hearts that we want to do what is good and what's right and what's holy. And, Father, every one of us have, have fallen short. Every one of us have missed the mark. Every one of us have sinned. Every one of us, God, have, have, have looked to, to do that which is evil in your sight in order to bring about some good in our lives and for our flesh. God, forgive us. Convict us, though, uh, when we even have the thought. And encourage us, Lord, to, to trust in you and help us to stand and to withstand, oh, God, whatever. Because, you know, the, the devil is so subtle and he's so... Sneaking, he's so conniving, but he's so evil. He's good at what he does. Give us your protection. We can't even defend ourselves against what he's doing, Lord. We need spiritual armor to to help us, Lord, to stand and to make it. Please, oh God, we look to you to help us, Lord. To, to, to serve you, Lord, to seek your face, God, for that which is good and right. And, Lord, not lower ourselves to you sin. Just thank you for this conviction. Thank you for this encouragement. Thank you, God, for this awakening. And, and thank you, Lord, for how this is going to help so many in the future when we don't choose sin and its success to deceive us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. May God keep you. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Morning Word Podcast. We pray that you were blessed with what you heard today. You were able to get some insight on how to live a better life closer to God. If you wish to continue to listen to this word, please subscribe to our podcast on the following platforms. Apple's Podcast, Google Cast, Pocket Cast, and Spotify. If you wish to view us live during our services, just simply go to newpministries.org. That is newpministries.org, where you'll be able to stream live services on a weekly basis. And with that being said, we pray that you continue to reach, teach, and love somebody new. Have a blessed week.